What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hank Show. Indeed it is, indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely and suddenly sexier Kinston, North Carolina. Eh? Eh? Ah. Eh? Uh, it's Hump Day, Wednesday, September the 20th in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is episode 933 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by our good friends over at Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game, and we've got another fun show for you here today. Joining us right now in our plush, well-lit and well-protected studio is... Uh, uh, our good friend, I, I think I, I'm describing you now as Renaissance Man. What do you think? Is that a good? Uh, buddy, I can't even spell Renaissance. So. Dude, hey, R-E-N-A-I-S-S-A-N-C-E, Renaissance. I mean, I couldn't you gotta confirm take my word or deny. <laughs> Dude, that's one of the few, few words that uh, that, that I'm, I'm, I'm very capable of spelling. But uh, Michael Martin. How you doing, Mike? I feel like we've seen each other a lot over the last week we, or so. We have gotten to hang out quite a bit, and that's a good thing. Uh, I'm I'm doing well, my man. I hope you are. I am, except for uh, the heartbreaking loss in Charleston. I got to tell you, man, I already had my bag half packed. I had cleared my schedule. I had a bunch of stuff I had to do today. I had cleared my schedule today, and if our wood duck, we'll get into this in a little bit and give you a little bit of details from that, but if the wood ducks have won last night, I already had my ticket squared away. I, dude, I already had my room at the Hilton Garden Inn in uh, Charleston, which with, is like a half mile away from the stadium. With the bumpy soap. Oh, I love the bumpy soap, man. You know that I love the bumpy I soap. I do. I'm sad that I do, but I do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the, the sad thing is, though, dude, uh, you know, I'm a big Hampton guy. I mean, I, I, don't, I, I like Hilton all right. I like Hilton Garden Inn, and Hampton's part of the Hilton family. But Hampton Inn doesn't do the bumpy soap anymore. They've got it where now in the shower. Talk, talk about going off on a tangent. This is your fault. You brought up the humpy, the humpy, the bumpy <laughs> soap. Good Lord. Uh, it is hump day, though. Uh, but uh, now in most Hampton Inns, and I've stayed in three or four in the last six months, they've got the soap like in the like the little squeeze container, like in the, the soap uh, pump. Yeah, the soap. The soap pump. Yeah. So we've talked bump, hump, and pump. Okay. There so uh, there you go. But they, the soap pump in the shower itself that's got the sh it's like three of them they'll have the uh shampoo the conditioner and the soap so i don't get my my bumpy soap anymore dude i love my bumpy soap pump not bump. bump yeah there you go well on top of it too uh, i gotta give uh you know tony right tony sears i do of course i'd love me some tony sears he came to uh danny rice uh, you know you were there too I danny rice there. gave yeah. uh linda and i that sweet party danny and johnny did and Tony came uh, to the party, and guess what he brought me? Bumpy soap. He brought me some bumpy soap, man. He said, use this on your honeymoon. So guess what? There you go. I will be using the bumpy soap on my honeymoon, okay? 
So anyway, wow, we, we, we've gone gone a little weird here in the first uh, three minutes and fifty five seconds. I'd be worried if we didn't. <laughs> there I'd be you worried go. If we didn't. But Mike Martin in here, we we may. I put this in the script last week that uh, we were going to talk Ryder Cup. We did not talk one second of Ryder Cup. Not last a moment. Week. Not a moment. But there have been some. Uh, there's been some some interesting uh, developments. Well, I mean, yeah. So over the past weekend, the Fortinet uh, was the tournament, the PGA event. Um, Fortinet. Fort net okay not Fortnite. <laughs> all the all the young kids who were up this morning listening thought we were about to talk about Fortnite. do, do kids play that anymore oh for Fortnite. oh that's one word Fortnite. i don't know i don't know dude you're the one with a with a, a beautiful young with two beautiful young daughters dude do they it's, they probably I, were never into it in the first place i don't think right? so they may have been who knows but um but the Fortinet out in Napa, California, was over the weekend. Um, Sahit Tagala won the event, um, first time winner, which is really cool, and and he's a great story in and of itself. But uh, but what is pertinent to the U.S. Ryder Cup team is um, two two U.S. players, Max Homa and. Um, Justin Thomas both both competed in that event and and both played well. Um, I think you know for 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 the average fan, you know, I think uh, Justin Thomas was a bit of a, a, a questionable pick by Captain Zach Johnson, but um, he he appeared at least for the four rounds out there in Napa to have um, have returned to the form that that we sort of have grown to expect him to play. Um, I, he was top five and, uh, and, and played really, really well. He was in contention throughout the event. And, um, in fact, I think he had four rounds in the sixties, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, wow. And, uh, so, so he played well. Um, and, and you know, it, it's, um, that bodes well for the U S team. In addition, um, Jordan Spieth and his wife welcomed their second child uh, two days ago. So, not, not that I think that was going to be an issue, you know, with with the wonders of medical science today. You don't, uh, you're not surprised by the birth of your child. You are, uh, you can sort of plan it. And uh, I can't say for certain, but I do think that the Spieths probably um, <laughs> probably scheduled that induction and let's go ahead and pop that little guy or girl out. Is it out. their first child, do you know? No, or? it's their second child. Um, and uh, so that's um, that's exciting for their family, but it also, I would imagine um, they'll probably travel on uh, you know, Friday of this week because – we're nine days away from from actual competition. Um, I think they'll, yeah. Pr- I think there's practice rounds um, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of next week, and then. So the Ryder Cup is it a three day? It's a three day. Three day. Friday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Yeah, it's two days of team competition, and the, the final round is singles matches. Okay. So. Um, well, you know what? Much like Paul Whittington has got me back interested in uh, NASCAR, and I watch NASCAR pretty religiously now. Having you on here and uh, having John on here, having other folks on here talk, that you've brought in 
talking about, I will be watching the Ryder Cup this year, which I very rarely do, but I will be because of you, dude. Well, you know, there's so many things, you know, that are unique about the Ryder Cup and specifically to this Ryder Cup. Um, yeah, they're, they're yeah, it, the live issue has certainly died down with what appears to be um, some sort of partnership between the PIF money and the PGA. So, yeah, that controversy is, is not nearly as intense as it used to be. And, and I think with that induction of PIF money into the PGA Tour, I think, you know, one of the issues that um, that prohibited live tour players from being able to um, compete in the Ryder Cup or many other events is there were no world ranking points associated with live golf. So although there were in, in the beginning, you know, enough players that the competitions would have involved enough players, world ranking points to make them, um, you know, make those events where they could earn world ranking points. And you can with a PGA tour and, the DP tour, which used to be the, the European tour, has their own sort of point system, but um, but world ranking points are also, I'm fairly sure, able to be earned there. But um, yeah, I think I think with the you know with the with introducing the PIF money, I think it's going to create a situation where uh, live tour events will will probably begin to earn world ranking points, which would mean going forward president's cup and um rider cup players uh, live tour players could earn points towards being members of the uh the rider cup or the president's cup in the future okay well very good well uh we'll, we'll we may talk a little more uh rider cup here uh as we have you here in our first hour we definitely gotta talk some ecu football yeah, it's mean, a big weekend or big Saturday. We had the Gardner Webb director of broadcasting on on yesterday's show. Yeah, yeah. And let me that. tell you something. This is not a, a sacrificial lamb coming in to uh, to Greenville this weekend. I think a lot of people. Well, I tell you, what, we're going to get into that in a second. Let, yeah. let me uh, set up the rest of the show here. But uh, we're talking prep football, a bunch of stuff here with Mike Martin. Also, it's going to be a big Saturday in Jones County this weekend as the 15th Heritage Festival is going to take place at the Jones County Convention Center. And we're going to be joined by the organizer and director of the event, Jones County Extension Director and Agriculture Agent Jacob Morgan, at about uh, five minutes or so into our second hour. So excited about that. It'll be his first time he's been on the show. But a good dude. I've known him since I was the uh, editor of the Jones Post back in the mid-2000s. I think he got here about the same time this started. And he's, uh, he's an NC State guy, which it seems like all these extension directors and cooperative extension folks are. But... So uh, excited about that! So Mike Martin here in our first hour. You've already got a good taste of him, and then uh, what? And then uh, <coughs> Jacob Morgan in our second hour. You know, uh, you know our, our buddy Ashley Mills loves to hear us mention Jones County. He's uh, Ashley's over there in Craven County, out at, at in Havelock, at uh, on the base there working, and he uh, he listens to us every morning. So we appreciate that, Ash. Dude, Ashley, I covered him in high school. He was qu- he was a heck of an athlete, dude. I, I mean, I've always known he's a legend, but you you know you continue <laughs> to uh, to to 
He he was. I mean, I am not joking. Listen, we've got some uh, schedule changes since we were on the air yesterday. We were talking about this Friday night's football games. Four of our eight local games, including all three public schools here in Lenore County, have changed their games from Friday to Thursday in anticipation of uh, potential rain uh, this coming Friday night. Uh, Kenston uh, is at East Duplin. Uh, Kenston's 3-2 and two overall. They're 1-0 and oh in the conference. They travel to Beulahville to take on East Duplin. That is Thursday night. Southwest, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, North Lenore is uh, taking on Southwest Onslow. It'll be the first home game for North Lenore since the uh, the passing of Tony Hill. So you got to figure that's going to be a uh, a pretty emotional uh, event out there uh, this uh, this Thursday night. South Lenore is traveling to Wallace Rose Hill, uh, and again, all those games are at seven o'clock. Thursday night, then uh, Aiden Grifton is at home against Farmville Central. Uh, that should be a pretty big game, too. But, again, all those games move from Friday to Thursday. However, and I have talked to our good friend Matt Beeman, and, uh, well, I don't know if I've talked. We've messaged back and forth. Our Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week this week is Parrot Academy is at home against Cary Christian. Cary Christian is 2-3. and three. Parrot Academy is 2-2. Two and two. And I ask uh, – Coach Beeman, are you moving your game? This was midday yesterday, and I'm sure anything can happen. But uh, as of midday yesterday, he said no, and he said they throw the ball about 40 times. So <laughs> they want to play the game. But he said the more rain, the better, Mike Martin. There you go. There <laughs> thought, you go. And uh, Parrot Academy back to being a grinded out kind of team. Uh, so they, they, they welcome the mud, okay? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, Parrot Academy, uh, again, that's our Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week. We will go on the air at 5 o'clock uh, with the, day, with the uh, Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show. I guess what we'll do with the pregame show is we'll recap all those Thursday games and talk to the coaches about that, maybe get in a little bit of thoughts on uh, next week's game too, but, uh, but then preview uh, the Parrot Academy game against Kerry Christian, two teams that have played each other a lot lately. In fact, 19 times since 2006. Uh uh, they've played each other in the playoffs three times, and Parrot Academy has ruled this uh, rivalry 15-4 and four since 2006, and we uh, hope they do it again. They, In fact, they beat them in the playoffs last year. Uh, Parrot Academy beat Kerry on the way to the state championship last year. Uh, Green Central is still on Friday for now. I just messaged uh, right before the show started uh, Jay Wilson over at Green Central. Uh, they are playing at Southwest Edgecombe. He said it's up to Southwest, but he's hoping they'll move their game to Thursday too. I mean, that is a pretty much a quote from him. So I would not be surprised if Southwest Edgecombe decides to move it. We'll uh, get that to you uh, as soon as possible. Uh, Jones Sr. is still scheduled for Friday against Union, and uh, Bethel Academy still scheduled for Friday against Wilson Community Christian to open their season. Now the, uh, you know, I'll save that for last because I want you and I to talk about it a little bit about the Wood Ducks. LCC Volleyball last night, they uh, traveled to Central Carolina Community College and they lost in three sets. They are now 6-4 and four in this 2023 season. Their next home match is Thursday versus Pitt Community College. Uh, the Jones County Heritage Festival, it's this Saturday in Trenton. Uh, in fact, it begins Friday. There's a concert Friday night. And then a uh, country music concert. And then uh, Saturday, it's all day. We'll talk a lot more about that. And we'll go in-depth. If you want to know more about the Jones County Heritage Festival, listen to the second hour of today's show. Because, again, we're going to have Jacob Morgan on here to talk about that. Uh, we've got Brad Fest coming up uh, October 21st. I'm sure you're going to be out there, right? I have every intention. Yes, I sir. Know, I can't wait. Yes, man. sir. It's going to be awesome. 
Uh, but Saturday, October 21st, uh, Mickey Weatherington and the Something Else Band, they're going to kick it off. Then the Wicked Shimmies, Dewdrops, 8-Track, and, Mac and the Mac and Juice Quartet. There'll be an after party at Stanley Saloon. All the concert uh, concerts are free. Go ahead and put it on your calendar now. Just like Mike and I have, uh, we're going to be out there uh, Saturday, October 21st from 3 to 9 p.m. Don't forget the Little Mermaid is this weekend uh, at uh, LCC. Uh, Holly Holder uh, is, is Ariel. She's going to be on this show sitting in the very chair you're sitting in right there, Mike Martin, on Friday. And she's going to sing a couple of uh, numbers from The Little Mermaid. How about that? I hate I'm going to miss that. Uh, well, you can listen to it on radio, though. I could. I can. <laughs> I could. I can. I can. There you go. Would you like to sing a song from The Little Mermaid for us this morning? Ooh. Uh, probably, <laughs> that probably would not be good for our listeners. <laughs> But you know your daughters would love it though to they hear, da- would. To hear daddy would. on the on the they radio would. singing something they from would. the Little Mermaid. Let's just hope Bella and Lily Grace are happy to hear daddy on the radio. That, that's enough. I mean, there you go. no, but they know. want to hear you sing something from the Little Little Mermaid too, though. Ah, uh, I'll do well with you, dude. Drawing, I could be drawing a blank. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, know any either. But uh, but again, uh, Holly Holder will be with us on Friday to uh, sing a number from that. That's going to be a lot of fun uh, tomorrow. We're going to have Christy Overton Johnson on the show. Uh, she's going to be talking about their big event oh, that's nice. taking place. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Uh, that uh, raises money for uh, a couple of the organizations she's uh, with. So, well, she's like world champion water skier. Water right? skier. Yes, yeah. she is. And uh, uh, we had her in here last year a couple of times. And if I remember correctly, I, I need to check with I, I just part of your world. Please. Part of your world. Little Mermaid song. You want to sing it? No. Nah. <laughs> you sure? positive that'd be awesome man never before mike martin singing to five thousand listeners uh a song from the little mermaid uh we, we may get them later in the first hour How about <laughs> okay that? there you go I'll pull some lyrics up there you go i like it i like it okay but again the little mermaid it begins this weekend september 22nd through the 24th this friday through sunday and then next friday through sunday in fact i was looking at it I don't think we're going to be able to go this weekend. I think we're going to have to get it in next weekend because we've got, uh, man, we've got ECU. Fo- okay, Friday, of course, I've got football. You know, I've got the uh, Parrot Academy game, so got to do that. And then Saturday, we've got the Heritage Festival in the morning, and then we've got ECU football at night, dude, against Gardner-Webb. And then uh, Sunday, dude, it's, it's Sunday afternoon football, man. I mean, I can't, you know, I mean, with my fantasy football teams and everything, you know, it's hard for me. To- I know. Well, look, sitting next to you at the baseball game with you frantically pecking at your uh, my iPad. At your iPad uh, it- and I never did get it up on the iPad. Got it up on my phone. Got it up when I got back home. Could not get for whatever reason. I, dude. Uh, and I embarrassed myself anyway. Did I tell you that? That, oh, I called because uh, I couldn't get it to come up uh, on anything. Or I couldn't even find my verification uh, that I had paid my, whatever, my $400 for YouTube TV. And uh, so I called the uh, uh, YouTube TV people. And I got to tell you, dude, not doing a commercial for them here because they, they don't buy an ad. But I got to give them a little bit of love, though, dude, that I called them. It did not go to voicemail. It did, I didn't have to wait in a queue for. And That's I called awesome. Sunday morning. That's dude, awesome. Sunday morning about 10 a.m., so you got to think. That's, they were probably getting some calls. Dude, went straight to a real person. We talked to him, realized, Mike, it was uh, my fault that <laughs> I guess I have four YouTube accounts. Who knew that I had? I mean, and dude, and for some reason, 
when I paid for it, it pulled up some YouTube account that I've not even used in. In fact, it was about three years. It was my Brian Hanks show YouTube account. Again, I had no idea that I even had a Brian. I, I thought I remember setting it up, but evidently it went to that as my default. And that's the reason. So I had to use an email that I've not used in like three years. Dude, you would think they would have, you know, yeah, you know, cut that off. Long story short, though, I was able to watch it. Not with you at the uh, Wood Ducks game on Sunday because I couldn't get it to come up on my uh, on my uh, iPad. But I got I got to give direct or not direct TV. Definitely not direct TV. I got to give the YouTube people credit because again, a lady picked up after two rings. Five minutes later, we both realized what an idiot I am, and uh, and then we got it figured out. So, uh, and then I, when I got home from the game, I got to watch uh, what three games at one time, uh, which is just amazing on the on the big TV. And so, <laughs> I'm sorry, Holly and uh, Little Mermaid people. This uh, Sunday, I won't be there, but I will. Uh, Linda and I are definitely going next week. And I think we're going next Saturday. So, what Saturday the thirtieth? I think. Um... I, th- I think I may try to get my girls together and go this Sunday, possibly. You're going to miss football? Yeah, I mean, you know. it's. Um, <laughs> I forget, though, dude. This is my child over here, my stinky child over here. Yeah, do it for the kids. Yeah, there you go. And I don't think Molly would be real. My Molly would be real big on the Little Mermaid, but. Uh, I don't think so. Well, what was cool is I saw uh, on if, if you're friends with Holly on uh, on Facebook, she, uh, they went to a school, I think they went to Southeast yesterday mm-hmm. and did some numbers from it. And, and I don't, um, they, I think they're, they're sort of doing a little bit of a tour because I saw, uh, not Holly, but, uh, another friend of mine on social media post that they were at Southwood earlier in the week. So that's a, that's a great thing, you know, to, and, and it gets back to, yeah letting young people know that there are opportunities to do really great things in this community. Um, I think that in, for the most part, adults will, um, adults tend to have a less positive disposition in regards to the things that they're available to do in Kinston. But, you know, let's not pass that on to the next generation. Let's, you know, let's show them that, there are good things in Kinston. There are great things to do. And, and, you know, last weekend we had playoff baseball. You know, this coming weekend we've got, you know, uh, 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 what will be a great performance the next two weekends out at the community college. So there are things to do. You know, Brad Fest is coming up, you know, as, as you pointed out earlier. The Heritage Festival in the Trenton. The Heritage Festival over in Trenton. And, I mean, yeah, if you haven't seen, you know, I've had the good fortune of, gosh, seeing them countless times. But, you know, the Wicked Shimmies are as much fun as you could possibly have with your clothes on. I mean, (laughs) it is a good time, and uh, they're good dudes. You know, uh, Zach Burris and and Tyler Stout and Brandon Andrews, I mean, they're great talent. And uh, I've actually, um, you know, they're, they're good friends of mine in addition to being great musicians and a lot of fun. So, yeah, October 23rd is going to be, it's going to be 21st. awesome. 21st, excuse yeah. me, yeah. geez. Um, That's all right, sorry. It's going to be a, a great day for for our city and to celebrate a life of uh, of a guy who brought a lot of light and love into, uh, into all of our lives. And, um, and so, yeah, it's... It's going to be a good fall. It's going to be a great fall in Kenton-Lenore County, and uh, I'm excited about it. I know you are, and 
and and anybody listening, you know, spread the word. Let people know there's cool things happening, and and yeah, you know, all the cool kids will be there. And uh, oh, I'm telling you this, uh, Linda and I are going to have our chairs out there about two fifteen, two thirty, and I'm not exaggerating. We well, are going to chair at home, brother. You can be dancing, son, <laughs> for six hours. I mean, who knows, <laughs> dude? Uh, have, have you met first me, time dude, for uh, everything? Well, we're going to have, a, like I said, I'm not exaggerating. We're going to get our prime territory. We're going to have our chairs out there about 2.15, 2.30. We're going to go hungry. There are going to be food trucks out there. Uh, it's going to be a really, really good time on uh, Saturday, October 21st out at uh, uh, Pearson Park. <sighs> we might as well get the depressing part out of the way here, Let's man. Let's do it, man. Our Let's down do east it. Wood Ducks. It is Wood Ducks Wednesday. It is. I guess, oh, my God, I just realized this. Mike, it's the final Wood Ducks Wednesday of the season. That's uh, that's a tough one, buddy. It tough is a one. tough one, and you were out there Sunday. You and I were out there. We were. Uh, we're out there Thursday too for. Uh, we or I'm we sorry, were. on a Friday, on Friday for the clinching game, which that was a lot of fun. But uh, beating the hated Carolina Mudcats, I hate that we lost. Well, let's just let everybody know. Last night, uh, the Downey's Wood Ducks are in Charleston for Game Two of the Best of Three series. They fall seven to five to the River Dogs. But did you did you keep up with it at all during the game? I did not. I well, did not. Greg Clemens and I were messaging back and forth, and I was keeping up with it online. They were down five to nothing at the end of the first inning. Woodies were. They were down seven to nothing at the end of two innings, and at that point, I was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm done with this for now." They rally back, get it to seven to five, but come up a little bit short, and their season is over. But I got to tell you, man, coming into this year, and with just all the Mike, with all the heartbreak and all the, you know, the news of the team leaving and and this that, and the other, to pull out a second place finish, a runner up finish this season, to me, that's a pretty amazing thing, dude. Yeah, you're right, Brian. I mean, with with all the news from the off season, and you know, you and I um, both were were friends with uh, with Stephen Mintz, and yeah, that was. I, that's we, something else, another angle I hadn't even considered. We, we yeah. felt was, you know, sort of a shocking, uh, a shocking bit of news. But you know, Coach Maldonado and and their staff uh, obviously rallied those guys. I mean, and and um, you know, it, and in retrospect, you know, I don't think at at Steve, Stevens' point in his career was looking to to try to make it back to the majors. And while we look at minor league baseball as a breeding ground for players, it's also a breeding ground for coaches and managers. And, and, you know, you've got to, I talk about it all the time in, in amateur athletics that you've got to build a developmental system through, you know, if it's football through your pop Warner middle school, you know, all up to high school where, you know, they're, they're playing a similar system to what you want. And, you know, by the time those kids make it to high school, if it's an offensive lineman, he's blocked the same way all that time. Well, the same goes for Major League Baseball. I mean, you need to have continuity from top to bottom. So you're developing those kids to play a style of baseball, um, you know, that is similar to what you play at the Major League level. Mm-hmm. And consequently, you know, it, you, you want to develop uh, coaches and leadership that that will continue to um, 
to 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 blossom into in into potential major league managers and coaches and so um uh, maybe that played something in it but the one thing that I wanted to say is you know playoff baseball is great I mean the intensity and, and every time I go to the ballpark I see something that I've not seen before I learn something that, and how many games have you been to and you still see something new oh, that's gosh, amazing I mean, yeah hundreds if not more and and you know the other thing that I think is is really special about baseball in comparison to other sports is the um the fellowship with fans so you know you and I on Friday night uh shared a box and um and and you know George Whitfield and Bill Ellis were a couple boxes over from us and both of us had the chance to go over and sit with them for an inning or two and and, and to hear Coach Whitfield, you know, watch baseball and, and his – the way he views the game. And then on Sunday to be able to sit with you and, and Mr. Clemens, a, a, a great uh, a great Mariner as well. <laughs> a fellow as Mariner. fellow yeah. Mariner as well as myself um, and, and Lynn Hartzell. And, you know, and that's that's – what I find unique, I mean, you're not going to do that on a basketball game in the same way because of the pace of the game and it's, you know, it's constant action. But, you know, to to hear, you know, Lynn Hartzell talk about, you know, Coach Gary Chadwick from uh, from East Carter at High School, uh, Ryan Radford, who I, I played baseball against, you know, from the time I, I, I played Little League, Babe Ruth right on up and, and to hear Lynn Hartzell talk about coaching him at LCC, and you know, he tells a story about uh, about Ryan hitting the home run, and somebody complaining about him not running it out. And he said, "What do you mean?" And he said, "Well, he stood there watching it." And Lynn said, "I was watching it too." You know, I mean, just a great story, and and baseball genuinely lends itself to that, and, and whether it's going and sitting with you know, lifetime baseball folks like that or whether I'm with my wife and, you know, the dance moms, you know, her friends Mary Bird and, and Dana Wade went with us and, you know, and you can you can visit. You can have a conversation. You can catch up on things and still see amazing things happening on the field. You know, I say that to – remind everyone yes this is the first day of the off season for yeah. our down east wood ducks but this is also your chance to you know to get you know to get tickets for next season you know shiver person um our good friend you know john clemens they've got some great opportunities down there for you you know uh janelle fitch you know it, it's um it's a family down there and you will not regret spending time with your family at the ballpark. Um, and, and you become family with the people that are around you. You know, when I go to the ballpark, I always see, you know, Jim and Robin Godfrey, you know, Danny and Johnny. I got to tell you, Robin Godfrey, but, does she miss a game? No, I'm being sincere but, here. I, dude, every game I go to, she that see, I went to this she year, she was there. She's as much as Coach Maldonado, probably. I mean, <laughs> she's right there. And 
Because Jim doesn't even go to every game. No, but I tell you what, no. Robin is there for every she, game. She does. She she doesn't miss a game, and and you know, and and that's what's special about baseball as I said and and and, you know the way Granger Stadium is laid out you know you can be sitting down the first baseline and look across and and you see Robin and Jim over there in the corner with um Christian Smith and and some some of those other folks and Zach Holcomb Zach pretty much every single game you know and so that sort of camaraderie it spreads when you leave the ballpark. I mean, you know, when you are in a situation where you, you know, you need to call on somebody, you know, that relationship that you build carries over. And they know that you're invested in the community because you're invested in their ball team. And Well, here's the thing, that the message I want to give out the most, and it's not because the Wood Ducks are a sponsor, although I'm glad they are, don't get it twisted. But, I mean, <coughs> dude, I mean, we sponsored the Rally Towels. You saw, I got a stack. Take a couple with you when you leave today, okay? I thought we were going to be, you know, going. To, here's what I, the reason I got that stack primarily, and I mean this, Mike. I thought we were going to be going to uh, Charleston today, and I was going to hand them out to about? every Wood Ducks fan. I'm not even uh, joking. Yeah. I was going to hand them out to Wood Ducks fans down in Charleston at their stadium. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I've got a stack of, but let me say this real quick. Uh, my thing with the Wood Ducks is, we're going to have professional. I hate that they're leaving. I really do. My heart is broken. I hope there's some way that John Clemens hangs around. And I, I don't know if that's possible. I, I love John. I love Janelle as the people you mentioned there, uh, all the, all those folks over there. But here's the deal. We have got to show a potential Coastal Plains League team, a Coastal Plain League team. We've got to show a potential well, Old North State, like whatever is going to come in and take the place of the Downey Wood Ducks. And i got to tell you, man, I've gotten to the point where why can't we have two teams here, dude? And I mean, have baseball. And I know, I know, uh, Stephen wouldn't like this, uh, the groundskeeper out at uh, Granger Stadium. But what if we had both a Coastal Plain League team and an Old North State League team? And we've got games five, six days a, a week out at Granger Stadium from June to August or whatever, however it is our schedule goes, dude. I'm for that. That would be awesome. But my point is, and I'm sorry that I interrupted you, but my point is, We've got to show these potential leagues that we can do this. I mean, we average, uh, in fact, I think we had the best, what I heard, the best average fans even in this uh, season than we have since 2019, dude. Well, that that's certainly a positive, and, and you like to hear that. And, yeah, in terms of, of having two teams, I mean, you see it in other leagues. I mean, you see, you know, I, I've been watching uh, the Winning Time series on HBA about the Lakers. I mean, the Staples Center. Yeah, now, I've not seen the uh, the latest one, so don't don't tell. It's pretty strong. Yeah, but um, yeah, you know, you've got the Lakers and the Clippers playing at the Staples Center. The Meadowlands. You've got the Giants and the mm-hmm. Jets. I mean, it's not unheard of. And you know, I, I, I think that I, I think wooden bat college baseball has the potential of drawing similar numbers if not greater only because of you know you're going to have kids from lcc you're going to maybe have some kids from east carolina mount Mount olive Olive, methodist um you know but you're going to have some kids (laughs) with some local um local ties you're going to have uh regional competition which i i felt like um, a lot of that changed with the Carolina League in the in the ten years that that baseball left Kinston. You lost um, 
you lost a lot of that regional rivalry, um, you know, and, and that's, that's part of life. And, and, you know, you're, you're seeing it now in college sports with realignment and things like that. But, um, I think there are a lot of positives to take away from, from the season overall. I think that there are a lot of positives to take away from baseball in Kent, in Kenston in general. Um, and, you know, and, and anyone that knows me knows that I'm going to try to paint everything with as, with as positive a light as you can because I, I think that's critically important to maintain a sense of optimism. I think it's critically important to, uh, to, to look towards our future as something bright and something positive. And, and I don't see any reason to feel any way other than that. Yes, it's sad that the season has come to an end, but you know, there's only one team that wins the last game. And yeah. and the fact that we got the opportunity to play in it says a lot about uh the talent that we had on the field this year and uh and and I think uh I, I think anybody that walks away from this season without uh feeling like it was a great season for our Wood Ducks, um yeah, it's just sour grapes. And- well, here here's the beauty to me, okay? We knocked out the hated Carolina Mudcats, there man. There you go. And you talk about, and I said this on Monday's show, but for folks who maybe missed that, I was so blessed Friday night, dude, because I got to call the <laughs> yes. South Lenora Kinston game. Yes. yes. <laughs> Very good game, by the way. 18-6 to six yeah. win for uh, Kinston over South Lenore. But South Lenore ran the ball 180 times in the game, so the game moved really quick. So we got out of there. I'm packing up. You're keeping me up to date the entire time. Yep. Uh, which, by the way, thank you. I get to thank hey. you. I appreciate inning by inning updates. And we were giving them out on the air. And That's awesome. every single time I said, thank you to Mike Martin, <laughs> Renaissance man, uh, Mike Martin for this. But, uh, <laughs> but the beauty of it was I got to leave there, packed all our equipment up, and beat feed over to the stadium. I got there for the – thank goodness it went extra innings. I got to watch the top of the eleventh when the hated Mudcats left the left the bases loaded and we got a strikeout and then watched the bottom of the eleventh. And if you look at my uh, Facebook feed, you can see I shot video of it from uh, Bill Ellis's box and uh, just uh, us making it to the championship. I again, I'm with you. I hate that you know the season's over. I got to tell you again. I'll reiterate. I was looking so far, and I've begged you to go with me too. Yeah, I was trying to get you, you to go you with me. You did, uh, but had everything, had a room already had a room already had everything planned. I was supposed to work at ECU tonight. I got somebody to cover for me for that, which I guess I'll just go ahead and let them keep it since I'm not going anyway. I need the night. That'd off be greedy. Anyway. That'd that be would greedy. be greedy. That would be greedy. But uh, man, what a great season! Here's the thing, and I will say this several times here in the off season. Get your season tickets. Go Absolutely. get them. I mean, I ha- I'll admit I've not got mine yet, but I'm going to have the same seats I did last year behind or this past season behind Mr. Clemens and very excited about that. I know they're going to have a lot of great promotions this year. And again, for people like, oh, it's a lame duck team, it's really not. And I mean, you agree with me on that. We have got to show potential leagues like the Coastal Plain League, like the Old North State League. That we can put a thousand butts in the seats, we can put twelve hundred butts in the seats. I think we averaged right at fourteen hundred this past year, this past season. Made, that's not so great for the Carolina League, but Mark, uh, Mike Martin, let me tell you something. That's a heck of a. That's a lot of people in Kinston. Well, but that's a heck of a lot for the Coastal Plain League team yeah. that are League Two that <coughs> usually averages about uh, eight or nine hundred per game. So if we can put twelve hundred, thirteen hundred butts in the seats. 
Then uh, we can do it. Listen, Greg Clements chimes in. He says, uh, I th- <laughs> this is going to shock you. I, I, I Get ready to be shocked, okay, Mike? Uh, embrace myself. He said, I think we can all agree this group of umpires for this playoffs was one of the worst. Still ill about the ending of a couple of games at Granger, and he's right, man. I'm telling you, that Thursday night game, when we scored, we, yes, I here I am using uh, you know the pronoun we again, but when we scored the tying run, what, in the bottom of the 10th, and we're all celebrating because we're like, uh, hey, well, you know, this is going to go at least one more inning, and we may even win here. And then uh, the third base umpire says that uh, the guy at third didn't tag up, although I was sitting and watching Mike Martin. I was watching the third base uh, coach, our third base coach. I was watching your boy, uh, Pialato. How do you say his name? Not not a, uh, no, 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 no. Pieta. Yeah, Pioto. Yeah, you're a fan of him. Connor I mean, Pieta. He's Canadian. I mean, yeah. he and my barber, both Canadians. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but, but he ran back to third, watching his third base coach. Third base coach says, go when the uh, outfielder catches the ball. He runs across easily. And somehow, I don't even know. I, I, I'm just, Shane Albee was watching the video. They replayed the video immediately after, Mike. There was no doubt, no way, no how that he left early, dude. I mean, he did not leave early. He waited till he is actually not. He was the player wasn't even watching the ball from what I right. was told. He was like, okay, I'm as I'm I'm demonstrating for people who you know care. He's looking at his third base coach. Third base coach is watching, and he goes, "Go!" And he took off when the ball was caught. Yeah, Where, I think that I think that's an important point to raise. <laughs> you know, at, at, you know rehashing what we Gosh. what you and I talked about on the phone on Friday um at, at, at this level of baseball you're the runner on third is not looking at the outfield nope so it, and and specifically to our team um the manager coach Maldonado is the third base coach <clears throat> so he, he was in a turn, little displeased, wasn't uh, he? <laughs> and he voiced his displeasure to anyone who would listen. But you know, it it, it was a play where um, Connor Pieto is, is in a in a stance ready to ready to run, and uh, and and he's looking straight ahead. Maldonado is watching the play in the outfield, and and Maldonado tells him to go so for for the fans you know don't be mad at the player because 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 the player doesn't that's not a judgment call on the player's part it's a it's a it's a call that's made by the coach and um you know in this case uh the umpires uh felt that he left early and um the fact of the matter is, is um, it, it, at this level of minor league baseball, it, until you get to Triple A, you know the call on the field is the call that that stands, and um, yeah, you know, and and that play in the regular season doesn't happen because in playoff baseball there's four umpires um, as opposed to two, as opposed to two during the regular season. During the regular season, there would have been you know, an umpire behind the plate and then an umpire around second base, you know, and, and in that case, you know, the home plate umpire would have been the one making the call on the runner tagging at third and the second base umpire would have been, you know, 
running out to shallow outfield to to make the call on on, on the ball being caught. So um, the only job that third base umpire had was watching him come off the base. That was his only. Uh, uh, it ate me up, Mike. It ate. Yeah, me up. you know, and then it, on on Sunday, I felt like um, it, it was a it was a pretty tight strike zone. Um, and, and yeah, there were a lot of questionable, uh, ball strikes called, but well, didn't your, your boy and Ashley, didn't he say that? I thought he said yeah, something to that yeah, effect. He too. did. He did. Um, but you know, that's part of the game. I mean, and, and yeah, a, a, a buddy of mine, Richard Sarmiento, uh, stretchy Sarmiento, who is, a an incredible supporter of amateur athletics over in Nash County. And, and, and he's a huge baseball fan. And yeah, if on social media, every time there's a, um, a, an event that he's watching where instant replay comes in, I mean, he just bashes it terribly. And, and I've almost become, you know, I, I, I've almost reached the point now where I think he's right. I think, that when you take out the spontaneity of the call and the risk of human error, then then you've taken away part of the charm of sports. I mean, you know, the fact of the matter is is you have two opposing teams and, you know, whether you call it human error or, you know, but the humanity of sports, um, when you take the humanity out of it, whether it's the players or the officials, yeah, I think you lose some of the charm of what sports are. And the fact of the matter is, it's if somebody makes a mistake and it's not um, driven by greed, I mean, we're not getting into, you know, the, the NBA referees that, you know, that had money tied up in games, you know, through through gambling or whatever. But, you know, when you take the humanity out of sports, I, th- I think you really lose a little bit of something. And, um, and hey, to be able to, to complain about the officiating when the game's over is okay and to uh, – to be able to complain about your dog breaking wind is all right too. <laughs> God, but uh, um, <coughs> Molly's smoking Hanks out over there on that side of the desk. Dude, it's making me cry. It's bringing tears to my eyes, That's man. awesome. It's That's not awesome. awesome. No, no, there's nothing. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. Uh, Mr. Clemens, warranty in all caps, we got squeezed. He's got like eight E's and they're squeezed bad on Sunday. That's how he's they not wrong. It down east. That's how they spell it down east. Oh, is it? <laughs> there you go. Okay. Uh, anyway, like I said, great season. Get your season tickets. I will be getting mine in the next little bit. And again, uh, we encourage you, please get out there. You can do that by going to, uh, well, you know what? I don't even know if you could do it online. You need to go to Historic Granger Stadium. Let's go ahead and get those. Let's 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 set a record. That'd be awesome for next year for season tickets. And again, let's show the Coastal Plain League teams uh, or the Coastal Plain League. Let's show the Old North State League that uh, we can support professional baseball here in Kenston. Let me thank Lenore Community College. They are the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show for more than sixty-five years. LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly 
improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses. <coughs> Excuse me. In Greene County and Jones County, call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And again, thank you so much to Richie Honeycutt, Dr. Rusty Hunt, all the folks over at Lenore Community College for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show since they have been pretty much since the inception of this show back in December of 2019. But we want to thank all our other day one sponsors, UNC Lenore Healthcare, Goeco Office Automation, Spence Automotive, Woodman Life, Arendel Parrot Academy. We really do appreciate them. And then all our other sponsors who uh, Jason Bryant worked so hard out there to get for us. Uh, thank you to Down East Protection Systems, to King's Restaurant, to the Kinston Police Department, to Davis Wholesale Tire, to Mills International, to uh, Rillo Discount Drugs, Lenore County Public Schools, Lenore Tire and Appliance, uh, the Down East Wood Ducks. Let me see if there's anybody I've forgotten. I hope I haven't because I don't want to forget these folks. Da, 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 Davis Wholesale Tire. Yeah, I think I got them all in there, dude. Uh, we are, again, just uh, Woodman Life of Kinston. Yes, I did mention them. Uh, just very, very, very grateful to all the sponsors who helped bring you the Brian Hanks Show Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. and 3 to 5 p.m. at the replay. Okay, dude, we've got about uh, 10 minutes left, and we probably need about an hour, but we need 10 minutes left. We've got 10 minutes left. Dude, we got to talk about your alma mater, man. Uh, ECU football, as, as Scott Whittington is walking down the hall right now, he turned around and went the other direction, as I said, ECU football. Dude, I, I hate to say that a Gardner-Webb game would be a must-win game. Dude, They, I, I got to tell you, a lot hinges on this game Saturday, in my opinion. I'm getting ready to get yours, but I'm just saying this, Mike. You lose that game Saturday, this is a lost season. I don't think you win, but maybe t if you lose to Gardner-Webb, who, by the way, may we say, this is not a scrub team coming in. People are going to see Gardner-Webb one and two. They're an FCS team. Oh, we're going to roll over them. This is going to be a harder game than people realize. This is their Super Bowl. Yes, they've already gone to Boone. They led that game, uh, what, 24-21 with five minutes left in the third quarter. It kind of fell apart for them there uh, in the end of the third and in the fourth quarter. This is not a bad team that's coming in here. Before I get your analysis, though, you've got to help me with this. I declared on my show with Mark Panicelli on Monday, and I joined him today at 5 o'clock on his show. So you've got to help me come up with this, and I'll give you credit. I've got to do so. I'm saying there's no way, no how, no any way that ECU loses this game, Mike. Okay? No way. No way. And in fact, so much so, I've had a couple people, and I've said, I'm going to do something. I don't know if it means I'm going to do my show in my underwear uh, Friday. Nobody wants Not to see that. Wednesday. Not on Wednesday. Not on Wednesday. <laughs> Maybe on Friday. But i got to do something, man. And then the big suggestion that came through, and Linda is not in favor of this, was, you know, the, the – uh, uh, mascot for Gardner Webb are the Bulldogs, and I've had a couple people say I should have to adopt a bulldog. Well, again, a bulldog is not as easy as people think it is. I mean, bulldogs are some pretty highly sought after animals. I mean, or not, even a bulldog mix. I'd probably go even, to the the SPCA anyway, and yeah, you know, yeah. I I can't. I, I know this is a personal thing, but dude, I have trouble paying for an animal when there's so many sweet. Like Molly, Molly was a SPCA puppy dog, you know, and. 
other than her stinking to high heaven uh, this morning, and since she turned uh, 13, dude, and it's been a, she never used to do this. Anyway, anyway, what is your suggestion, Mike Martin, before we break down this game against Gardner-Webb on uh, Saturday, what should I have to do if ECU loses that game, dude? And I, and I, it's got to be something's going to hurt a little bit, dude. Maybe a bulldog tattoo. Oh, my God. I'm already getting a U2 tattoo. Did I tell you that? Uh, Jonathan and I are, you know, we're going to do, Vegas. Yes, uh, yes. And dude, in fact, what, three weeks from uh, Friday, we're going to Vegas for a U2 concert. And uh, we're, we're, get, we're getting tattoos in Vegas, dude. On your neck? No, no, no. Oh, it'll be uh, inc- it'll be inconspicuous, kind of like my Virginia tattoo on my left shoulder, probably on my right shoulder, where you know only when I'm doing the show naked would you be able to really see it or without a shirt on. That's right. That's right. <laughs> did you That's just right. uh, did you just swallow a little bile there? It was deep. <laughs> it was deep. So, what do you think? That's actually not a bad idea, but man, I, oh, for one game, no, because I got I'm saving space too for when ECU makes it to the World College World Series. You and Danny Rice Dan- and. Uh, and uh, Cliff, Cliff is going with us too. You're going nice. with us also, right? Nice. I would definitely go. I would not get a tattoo, <laughs> but I will go. Why wouldn't you get a tattoo? I uh, I have a tattoo, and I have. What do you have? I didn't know you had one. Fraternity letters. Okay. Uh, from my days at East Carolina, and I can tell you that uh, for me, tattoo Hall of Fame Bat Boy Scott Wellington. Hey, hey, hey! Come in here for a second. You help me here real quick. Put the headphones on. Uh, oh, Mike and I are trying to figure out. Snap. You don't have to sit down. Just put the headphones on real quick. Well, I mean, he's getting in. He, look at him. Look at him, man. Uh, that sweet pirate's hat. Look, he's got that sweet brand new gear. Look, see look, how he's got I his quarter know. zip. He's got his quarter zip. I uh, got to know about his Johnny Cash thing. My man is all in black here lately. <laughs> Every time I see Scotty, he is all in black. Johnny Cash. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you got to help me here. I have put my life, not my life, but I've, I've said there's no way, no how – ECU loses to Gardner-Webb on Saturday. There's no way. So, if by chance they were to lose, and that's going to be a game, Linda and I are going to be at the game Saturday, what do what do I need to do? I, uh, Mike suggested a tattoo. Uh, Panicelli suggested I have to adopt either a bulldog or a bulldog mixed dog. What do you think, Scotty McCotty? What, should, what, do, what do I have to do uh, if ECU loses that game Saturday? Is there something you really don't like to eat? Oh, I hate green beans. Man. Oh, there we go. Well, but that makes me choke, though. I can't eat it because I hate them. I just hate green beans. Yeah, but I mean, if right. the- I'm, I'm going to decide with uh, Panicelli here and go with the, the bulldog route. That, that's, really? That's funny. Well, Mike said it's kind of hard to get a bulldog. But yeah, I mean, I, I would uh, – I, I doubt there's been a, a, a lot of bulldogs in the last – 10 years at Lenore County SPCA or, We're a bulldog or mix. any variation there. Yeah, I could get I mean, a bulldog. Well, I mean, pit bulls are a bulldog mix there, partner. I mean, I don't know. I like pits. I like pities, though. I, I mean, pities may not like Molly and uh, Elvis. Well, and, as long as he eats Elvis, I'd be fine. I wouldn't want him to eat Stormy. But uh, if he ate Elvis, that'd be all yeah. right. It'd what do you a, think? It'd take a couple of bites to eat Elvis. What's your mom going to say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably take about three. So what do you think, dude? What do you... I don't know. You put me on the spot here. Yeah. I, I had to think about it. Um, well, get back to me on that. I then, will. Okay? What's Ooh. mood around the team? I mean, I know you can't talk, um, can't go into super depth, but I mean, are, is everybody still up? I mean, they're I mean, zero and three right now. Is everybody, we're ready for the weekend. That's, okay. That, I mean, that's, that's all that can be said. I mean, yeah, we're ready to go. Ready to get a win. 
What was the reaction? I'm sorry, let me. I got to get this in. What was the reaction around campus? Not necessarily with the team, but with the message that John Gilbert put out yesterday. Because I was a little was that or is the day before yesterday? I was a little bit surprised. But you saw it, right? I did not. Uh, he put out a message basically saying, "I still support." Coach Houston, which to me is like, you know what? We don't need to put uh, Scott yeah. McCotty on the spot for this because he is an employee. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Hall of Fame bat boy Scott <laughs> Whittington, first ballot Hall of Famer. <laughs> unanimous. Look, unanimous. You know what? If there ever is one, he would definitely. And you've been spouting this for oh, a couple I, look, of years And now. look, I, and I commented, Scott, hang tight for just one second. <laughs> I commented numerous times over the weekend what a lack of bat boy talent we had this season. I he think, did say that. I think I think there needs to be a, a Scotty bat boy camp. Like now that, but look now that you're part of the uh, equipment staff over at ECU, you've seen how coaches work. You've seen how people train. I think that bringing you in and and to give an air of professionalism to our bat boys, I, I think it's only appropriate. I like it. What do you think? Scott, He's for it. Scotty's Bat Boy Camp at Granger Stadium. Details coming soon. There you go. Uh, charge everyone $75 a piece. You get to keep $50 out of it. What do you there think, you Scott? Go. He thinks he thumbs up. Hey, I'm not going to read the whole thing to you. In fact, I'll send it to you uh, uh, when we get off the air. But here's the line that got me. Our fans and donors have every right to be concerned, and I've shared with our athletic leadership team that those concerns are an expression of your own expectations of our football program. I assure you that no one wants success more than coaches, staff, and our student athletes are taking every measure, blah, blah, blah. Here's a line that, dude, and you and I have been around sports long enough to know when you get the, the, uh, the, uh, ki- I wouldn't call it the kiss of death. It's not that, but if a AD has to come out and say this quote, I remain confident and supportive in coach Houston in our football program. I have shared with Coach that as a department, we remain focused on striving for excellence in all facets of our operations. We acknowledge that our competitive success is the sum of our parts. I remain okay. That's unquote. Now, I remain confident and supportive in Coach Houston. Why did he feel the need to have to say that? Well, I, I think that the message boards, <laughs> and I think that there are probably some boosters that are uh impatient and i think that you know it's but but there was displeasure expressed by yeah about steve logan there was displeasure expressed by ruff and mcneil about ruff and mcneil and all those folks now you know pine to have those guys back and i think that should the 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 athletic department choose to go in a different direction. I think down the road you would hear the same pinings for Mike Houston. Um, yeah, Brian, I think one of the the issues that that we're facing this year, and nobody wants to hear it, and but it's the facts. I mean, you've got a lot of new players on that team, and you've got a lot of inexperience, and I think it's showing up in penalties. Um, you know, and, and I think you clean up some of those penalties and, you know, maybe the outcome on Saturday looks a little bit different, but I I will continue to say there were a lot of positives to take away from Saturday's game. 
Yeah, the final score was not indicative of the effort that was on the field. Um, you know, the defense made some big plays, two scoring plays on defense, um, and, and a lot of other positives. You know, Rajay Dave, I mean Rajay Harris uh, carried the ball well. You know, I, you know he had twelve carries for fifty six yards and scored two touchdowns. Um, you know, I'm wondering why he didn't. You know get some more carries later in the game. Um, you know, uh, well, this has just not been – I want you to address this. This has not been a second-half team. And throughout the Michigan game, I don't even count the Michigan game in any of this. I'm talking about the last two weeks against uh, Appalachian and against Marshall. They have been ma- – I mean, they've led late in both well, – they've led in the second half in both of those games. Correct. But yet they, they're just not a second-half team, and specifically a fourth-quarter team. At all, I mean, what do you think about that? Well, I think, yeah, I think when you look at both, you know, the last two games specifically, uh, you had big plays broken on our defense, and I think it's as a result of, yeah, our inability of our offense to stay on the field, and and I mean, guys get gassed. I mean, it's not, um, it, it, it that's nothing new and Appalachian State was a good football team I they think, are a good football I team. think that you know when when you look at the athletes that Appalachian State has and and, and I will continue to say that Appalachian State has become what East Carolina was for years you know the team that nobody wanted to play and you know and that's um and that's just the evolution of college football. I see. A suggestion has come in. Oh Lord! And we've got a wrap. Uh, we're in already into the second hour too. In fact, let's uh, let's get uh, Brett Musburger in here real quick. This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSN Sports Network. Bet on the bull. WRNS Kinston. Uh, thank you, Brent. And uh, man, Forrest Dawson, the father of the long-suffering father of John Dawson. Okay, Ooh. this is actually a pretty doggone good suggestion. Okay, you ready for this? Please. If ECU loses, I have to wear Gardner Webb gear at a Greenville sports bar on Sunday following the game. And I've got a friend. We've got a Randy Caps. You know Randy. Yep. He's a Gardner Webb grad. I know he could hook me up with a shirt. We're by. Well, we used to be. He's lost a lot of weight, but uh, he could probably hook me up with a shirt and a hat for sure. You know, Mike. That's not a bad suggestion, man. I mean, because think about the derision. And the only thing I'd be worried about is getting my butt kicked by, uh, you know, some overzealous uh, ECU served. Yeah. Overzealous. I like, yeah, overzealous, overserved uh, ECU fan. But that's as good a suggestion as any as I've heard, dude. Uh, I think there's a lot of validity to that one. I think I think we may have something here. But thank uh, you, Mr. Dawson. Well, look, let's let's wrap it up. Let's yeah. wrap it up. I'm going to I'm going to give you uh give you a couple of lines from the little mermaid here. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Clear my throat. <laughs> you can do this. I want to be where the people are. I want to see want to see them dancing. Walking around on those <laughs> What do you call them? Oh. <laughs> I'm about Martin. to get on my feet and walk out of this you studio. You are <laughs> it, it, uh, Linda loved it. Did you hear that? 
Well, look, hey, Lit is a paid sponsor. So. <laughs> that was awesome. Michael Martin, thank you so much. We will see you next Wednesday. Here will be, what, just two just days, days away, away from the Ryder Cup away. when you yes, join sir. us. Yes, sir. I'm excited. It'll be a good time, and uh, it's always a pleasure to chat. And uh, go Pirates. There you go. Go Pirates indeed. So we're wrapping up our first hour here. Uh, again, want to thank Mike Martin. Want to thank uh, Scott Whittington, uh, the uh, son of Kenston. Coming up here in our second hour in just a couple of minutes, we're going to have Jacob Mar. Uh, let me speak English here. Jacob Morgan. He is the organizer and director of the uh, 15th Heritage Festival, which is going to be taking place in Trenton this weekend. Thank you for listening to the first hour of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. <laughs>